1: Before we continue where we left off, let's hear who we have at the table, players, and characters. Han, will you begin? Hello, I'm Hannah, playing Winnie Hemlock. Brennan.
0: I'm Brennan, I'm playing Arcos Gerard.
1: And Rob.
2: I'm Rob, playing Magnus Vale, Master of Day and Night.
1: And I am Amelia Somm, your GM. And Craig has just said that they know why the gods are, or why the magic around the gods is being weird.
2: I'm not, I want to say, I'm not surprised that you know. What I will say is that how do you keep something like that a secret? Because if I had that information, I would spill it immediately.
1: I mean, that's probably why you don't have that information.
2: Look, you make a good point, but what I'm saying is, spill, lad, spill. Also, how do you know these things?
1: Yeah, no, well, okay. So, um... You know, well... I mean, we talked a little bit about how my childhood was kind of weird, right? Right? Mm -hmm. Um, for the rest of you my childhood was kind of weird I think at some point Hjordan mentioned that I was good luck
2: yeah he mentioned that pretty early on
1: yeah Um, I mean I I kind of am Uh, that's part of why they kept me around um, the other part is that you know in any sort of situation the brawl. you know there are the people who do politics and there are the people who are just interested in war and then there are the sort of religious fanatics um so yeah they kind of kept me around because i am uh I guess it sounds dumb to say, like, kind of chosen, you know, uh, by Browd. I mean, obviously, I didn't tell you at the beginning because that didn't seem like a good idea. And then I, well, you all were kind of annoying, kind of shitty for a while. So I didn't really tell you anything. Then it just kind of felt like I was waiting too long so I just didn't. Um, but, yeah.
2: So, you're chosen of Broud and you're wearing the crown of an So what's that relationship
1: like? Well, that's actually kind of the thing. I thought I was, you know, chosen by Browd, but There was the crown of Enamoros and then um, the weird dark thing with Furia and um, when we were, you know, when we were in, well, oh, I don't, I don't think you guys remember, do you, Uh, in Ulfair, the, the, the shadows you know the the two selves that are separate but part of one whole. Well, I remember. I mean that dynamic that was Lilt and Raelish. and while you all were kind of doing your own thing, that that was something. Um, so you were and-
2: speaking with Lilt and Raelish during that time.
1: Yeah, and kind of, um... With Ulfair, too, they were... There.
2: So you're a conduit the to the gods. Yeah. But not any particular god that you're,
1: like, bound to? No, I'm kind of collecting all of them. They keep seeking me out.
2: So what you're saying is that you want to become the very best. Like, no one ever wants <laughs> To catch the I was going to make a test. joke
1: about the Infinity Gauntlet, but that works too.
2: <laughs> I was definitely thinking Pokemon. <laughs> I just couldn't get the Pokemon theme song out of my head. <laughs> so, okay, that is quite the
1: collection. They're, it's strange. It sounds peculiar, but I get the feeling that they're preparing for something.
2: Well, we know that Mausolea is the final resting place of some sort of divine entity that was struck down thousands of years ago. It seems like we're being set up.
1: Yeah, I think so.
2: So... Is it a necessity, do you think, to gather all the gods? Because we could uh, find a way to get Jorgent on the line pretty quickly if we really need to.
1: Yeah. I-, I don't know if we have to make it happen. I think it'll happen on its own, but maybe it happening on its own is because we make it happen. But. How would...
2: He'll make an appearance when he feels it's appropriate. I'm sure. I think there's, like, a note of trepidation around Magnus of, like, I don't think he really wants to talk to Jorgen. I think he's, like, trying to not have to deal with a lot of that at the moment. I think he's also scared of, like, needing to give up something to do that.
1: But, I mean, they've kind of all reached out to me first, so we don't have to... I don't think we have to do anything. It's just... um... There's movement happening, and from what I gather, it doesn't. It's new.
2: And it sort of seems like we're at least indirectly responsible for some of that movement.
1: Yeah, well, you all are important.
2: Well, finally, a compliment.
1: <laughs> they roll their eyes. <laughs> Not sure if being regarded as important to a bunch of gods is maybe the compliment that we want. If anything, that the sounds, god.
0: Uh, it sounds kind of dangerous and with Winnie on this one.
2: Yeah. Oh, well then, let's just all pack it up and call it a day. We got far enough, right?
1: I'm just saying it might not be the best form of flattery if we got a target on our back.
2: Oh, it's at least a little cool and you know it. And we did meet Milton <sighs> Raylish. It wasn't quite the party idea that I had, but uh hey, we got there.
1: And uh, I mean it's it's less like you met them and more you embodied their essence dynamic. but yeah.
0: Actually sounds kind of cool to me, and, you know, mortal danger is mortal danger, but, you know, Magnus, are you not the one who has said, if you die, at least look cool doing it?
2: That is generally the idea of how I want to go out, yeah.
1: Well, I don't have any plans about dying anytime soon.
0: What's to worry about? Gods? No gods? Death? No death? Fuck it, bring it on.
1: (laughs) Avi, Irmos. So, so, yeah, you know, I don't, shit, I don't think Ami's here. <laughs> yeah, I think Avi went to bed. Uh, I he was sleepy. gone.
0: Okay, good, good. <laughs> I'm not swearing for the kid.
1: <laughs> I would be less worried about the swearing and more about the talk more of impending talking death. talking about mom dying.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. <sighs> we still have a few more gods yet to collect then. And one to resurrect, it sounds like. Not something we can accomplish in a day. So um, do you have an insight about how the magic is actually changing?
1: It's like it's um it's getting ready for something if that makes sense like all of the gods are preparing for it so whatever like a a fight like a meeting like uh is it like good vibes, bad vibes you know angry vibes no, anything it's else. Not. Um, And they kind of like are staring at this spot on a table and like zone out a little bit, like they're lost in thought. And uh, you see these like, these tears of blood kind of coming out of the corner of their eye. And then it goes from blood to this sort of golden white liquid and it's it's maybe like like less than 10 seconds Um, and they say it's not a fight or maybe it is there's no anger there's just something is going to change and it's like Racing for impact. Well, I don't like the sound of that. I don't like that. I don't like that at all, really.
2: (laughs) Well, I suppose we should do our damnedest to make that impact as soft and pillowy as possible, then.
1: Or prevent it uh, from happening. Any impact at all. Minimal Impossible.
0: impact possible is is a good policy indeed. No
1: impact, no, no crash, impact. No, no destruction. No, no, if that's possible.
2: Interesting. So and and you've communicated with each one of these gods and it sounds like taking a part of their essence with you each time.
1: Yeah, well, it's not even that it's I mean it's like they're all tethered to me. Sometimes they talk over each other, sometimes they talk to me, or it's like I can just sort of, I'm connected to whatever they're doing, but not directly, and not all of the time, and not everything. Oh,
2: that has some worrying implications. If you were to, say, make contact with all of the gods, and then we go to Mausoleia and talk to some unknown other deity, doesn't that sort of set up the idea that whatever impact is happening is going to be happening through you? Yeah, maybe. Is that something that you really want to
1: have happen? I mean guess it depends on how it ends.
2: Well, we should start thinking about how that's going to happen, because I don't think that we should really go through with our plans if it means a cosmic dogfight happening in your soul. Seems like a pretty bad outcome to me.
1: Uh, well... I've kind of spent my whole life expecting this kind of thing.
2: Like this specific thing cuz that would be a really crazy thing to be like
1: specific. But this scale I guess I've kind of been preparing for something like this since I was born
0: that is the question that concerns me you say your whole life but um since you were born how would you have the idea of the scale of your life upon both
1: well not really since i was born i since i was i was raised in that not literally i didn't know when i was a baby but <laughs> that, I, that the people who raised me kind of made that clear
0: And how did they know?
1: Um, Prophecies. Convening with deities. Projections. I don't know. There's a lot that goes into it. Training me for it.
2: Damn. Wow, that goes really deep.
0: It sure does.
1: Well, if there's anything that we can do to help you figure this out, We would love to help. No, I think think you guys have been doing good. It's been honestly kind of a relief being around people who... I mean, you guys are weird, but, like, you're not (laughs) weird like that around me. And uh, at that, uh, Julian kind of holds his hand.
2: You're in good company in terms of... uh strange lives and weird clandestine destinies so we'll help you see it through to the end whatever the
1: end is um speaking of uh did we need to do that bathtub thing
2: yes i think uh, that would be a good thing for us to do what were the actual instructions that we had for this
1: again literally just go next to a body of water at least as big as a tub okay that was it that was the only instruction we got um it's all you need
2: (laughs) magnus is uh going to go to the uh infernal spa um and just draw a bath uh get the steam going uh you know he's gonna he's gonna go to the changing room grab a robe gonna hop in the bath you know we're gonna we're gonna chill out there everyone likes a business meeting in a sauna right yeah. Wait. With
1: that? When you say "hop in the <laughs> bath," what size is this bath you're hopping into? Well,
2: if the the infernal spa is you know like a are... like a
1: bathhouse bath kind of thing. Yeah,
2: yeah. Picture like Japanese bathhouse style, y- yeah, except with cool. the souls of the damned helping to heat the coals that produce the steam. Yeah, you know?
1: sure, sure. Every infernal spa has it. We know, <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Const- um, it, which is it would be so much funnier if you were in a regular bathtub, but this makes so much more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you. Uh, You get in your bath. Are you guys also joining in the bath, or what are you guys doing? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Wait. The statue's not up yet, right? Just to be sure.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's up. It's definitely in the infernal spa,
1: too. Oh, God. Um, yeah every i mean everyone hops in the bath is avi i guess avi still asleep it's still bedtime no i make sure that avi is asleep in his room and the door's locked yeah Yeah. no no kids at the hot tub party please he has tried to open it several times Uh, (laughs) um and then he has gone back to sleep um yeah so y'all are sitting in the tub uh alana is also there (laughs) like just kind (laughs) of hanging out for the rest of the evening if it's cool um is ask with us yeah, us here. Right, Askaraz yeah. here. It just hasn't been relevant, but yeah, she's yeah. here. Okay, <laughs> um, just checking. Yeah, um, but you all—you all are just sitting. <laughs> do you do or say anything? You...
2: I think mm-hmm. Magnus just like, just like, while everybody's like sitting in silence, he's just like lounging with like a towel over his eyes, and he just like <laughs> without saying anything, like reaches out and turns a knob, and just, like, there's a slight bit of bubbles that start rising from the bathwater.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> smells like infernal lavender. Mm.
2: <laughs> Slightly spicy. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so burnt lavender.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you guys sit in silence for a few minutes, hanging out there. I can let me think. Um, Well, one of you roll a d eight for me. Yes, I want to do it. <laughs> I love rolling dice. In case you didn't know, yeah, re roll a one if you roll it. Eight. But you all are sitting in silence for a while. Arcos. Yes. Something- Pulls at your ankle and pulls you underneath the water.
0: Oh, my oh God.
1: God. <laughs> what? Do you have actual demons in this damn spa? Uh,
2: well, they shouldn't be able to do
1: that. <laughs> Argus is thrashing I under guess, the water or something. I'm going to you... try to help him out. What the fuck, man? I can roll strength if you want me to. I, I'm going to try and roll. What the fuck are you even doing with that? I'm gonna, I'm gonna
0: roll strength. Can can Winnie also roll strength and see if he could pull me out?
1: Yeah. Uh let no me know way. how many raises you get. Got it. Alright, strong. We probably one. won't get many. I don't know how strong I am. Let's go. Okay, that- oh my god, that's a critical hit
2: on both. So 16. Let's go. we're strong in the infernal spa.
1: I got an eight. Sixteen
2: right? plus five.
1: Twenty one. Okay, the so twenty one. Uh yeah, Winnie, your instinct is to go help Arcos, who does not actually need that much help. So here's what happens Arcos. <laughs> you get pulled under. You feel something grab your ankle, and mostly because you are not expecting it, you're caught off guard. You get pulled down. Now, this is like a bathhouse bath, so it's not yeah incredibly deep but you notice when you get pulled that the water goes cold and you're getting pulled down down you kick at something and you start thrashing your way up to the top Winnie, i mean there's lots of bubbles and there's lots of things everywhere so you you know you kind of see him go down and you go and pull and he grabbing your arm almost pulls you in toward him (laughs) with how much strength he has um And you, uh, you pull him up and Arcos, you are gasping for breath as you surface. (laughs) And then you see another humanoid figure kind of head above the water. Just like, (laughs) oh, that never gets old. Uh, Hi.
0: humanoid figure.
1: Hello. Um, you see what appears to be a mermaid. Uh, a merman. Um... Actually very gender ambiguous. Like in the like like very gender mermaid. Very gender mermaid. So um... mermaid.
2: Gotta be one of my favorite genders. <laughs> I, I've got to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> she, so... They got you
0: so good. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Why me? Good God.
1: <laughs> Alright. Uh, you're Lilith's friend. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we, um, we need some help with some ocean travel. Ocean travel? Well, you're in the right place. What do you need?
2: Well, uh, we recently heard tale of a lost continent beneath the sea on the eastern coast. A place right. that was once referred to as Mausolea.
1: Interesting name can't say I've heard it before, but uh, continents sinking beneath the sea it's a common story
2: Yes, we think that this is the civilization that really inspired all of the stories that have been uh, so commonplace throughout our society
1: Right, and you're going to be the ones to find it
2: That would be the hope, but we need to start with actually uh, finding a way to Survive in the regular ocean before we go to the potentially lost part of the ocean.
1: Right, right, the part that usually is littered with shipwrecks from people who all think they're different than the ones who came before, huh?
0: Exactly. Except we are actually different than the ones who came before. Yeah, Craig here is
2: chosen by multiple gods.
0: Many, many gods. So many gods some uh, might say all of them,
2: even the dead oh. ones.
1: <laughs> Two things happen when you say this. One, Craig looks mortified, just overcome with a feeling of this is why I don't tell you guys anything. <laughs> Two, um, that's so
0: fair though. I mean he, that's it's true.
1: We gotta get shit done. We can't play we don't play games anymore. We just gotta <laughs> we gotta get through it. Yeah. Um Also is the mermaid Australian? <laughs> The mermaid is whatever accent it sounds like. The mermaid okay. is
0: from Down Under, for <laughs> sure.
1: Um, but oh, also, uh, they kind of look at Craig and um, their eyes, which are sort of these like horizontal, more than vertical. Um, Pupils. Pupils. Yeah, they're kind of like the square, rectangular ones. Um, rather than cir- circular, kind of squint at Craig and they go, huh. Interesting.
2: He's fascinating. Anyway, so do you think that you could, uh, be of any assistance to our quest?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, Lilith called in a favor, so I'm happy to help however I need to help. You want, uh, what are you looking for? specifically.
2: Magnus is going to look over at Winnie and Arcos to see if they want to take the lead on this.
1: I mean, I guess help in trying to find it. Like we're, you know, we breathe on the land. We can't breathe underwater. So like some sort of method of travel, some sort of method of search that we could possibly use. Right? All right. Well, I look back at everyone else. I can tell you that uh I mean, we also don't go to that part of the ocean. It's very tumultuous even underwater. The entire place is kind of a shit show. Uh, I can help you with water breathing, that I can do. That would be great. That's a great start. Uh, I can help you with a craft and maybe find someone dumb enough to sail it for you.
0: Perfect. Speaking our language.
1: I'm no idea how to find a lost continent under the ground if I'm being honest or under the sea. Neither yep. so do we.
2: That's the same here. But that's also all our job, so we'll figure that one out as well.
1: Yeah. That's okay. our burden to bear. All right. Uh when are you planning on heading off? Oh, <laughs> well, I don't Start know. Start of the week. <laughs> Top of the week. Yeah, how's First Tuesday? Thing. Tuesday?
2: <laughs> I got to drop
1: my son off back at school, you know.
2: Right. Yeah, what are your timelines like? Is we're sort of down to go wherever, but uh, you know we could. We've also been gone for like half a year, and this is my first night back in the tower, so I could really stand some R and R before we get going again. But you know, fate of the world and all that's on the line. So
1: right, I was gonna say Lilith made it <clears throat> seem a little bit urgent. So. Yeah,
2: when Lilith said something, life's are life or death. You know for sure that it's legitimately life or death.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: In fairness, <laughs> I'm unemployed now, but yes. Urgency. Great, Plenty of time.
1: So, where does that land us? Monday. <laughs> Monday? Monday, alright. It's what, Friday now? We said it was Friday? <laughs> yeah.
0: where are the the best part of the adventure is when you
2: schedule which day of the week it we starts We have two off. days
1: off! Yeah, It's the, you know, uh, labor unions and all that. We're in the mountains now. You, uh, judging by kind of... Licks their finger and kind of and puts it up in the air. Judging by the seclusion of this tower, I assume you can teleport someone here. Yes, you. Yes. Weird one.
2: Yeah, that's making a lot of assumptions about who's comparatively weird in this group
1: of people. But yes. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> 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 uh, right. I can. Uh... Well, how about this? I'll give you a place. You show up. I'll up a boat i'll have maybe a crew we'll see and uh water breathing's easy that would be so incredible that's everything that we need and more excellent
0: i'm sure this means little to you but bless you actually it doesn't count because i'm not employed but thank you uh may good
2: things happen to you or something
1: Would you lack some food or anything? Like, can we offer anything in return?
2: Yeah, you don't have to go right away. We can continue chilling in the spa if you want.
1: Yeah, I don't mind chilling in the spa. I wouldn't say no to. uh... Yeah, I wouldn't say no to a snack or drink. Coming right up, and I go to the kitchen to go get them a snack (laughs) (laughs) and a drink, of course. What's your uh, alcohol choice?
2: Oh, um, actually, don't worry about it, Winnie. Well, Magnus is gonna like turn a stone in the infernal spa, and like a mini bar is gonna like flip out from the wall. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that the
2: premium business? Fuck. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, that's uh, that's that what your subscription, subscription pays
2: for. Yes, that's that's what gets financed <laughs> with the five gold a month.
1: They like push their hand underneath the water out toward the mini bar, and you can see a little wave ripple and then like a water version of their hand extend outward and like makes them a drink and pull it back to them and they're just sitting there with this like water hand sipping incredible
2: <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah Magnus uh, makes his drink with his normal human hands um, and sort of <laughs> nods appreciatively um, and offers up a cheers
1: yeah you mean it
2: yeah um to finding a lost continent.
1: We'll drink to that. When he comes back with like a platter of like crackers and cheese and I was hoping for charcuterie. Veggies. They didn't yeah. say that about charcuterie. <laughs> yeah, because I like I met I don't know why, but like in my head they're probably vegetarian. So I come back yeah. with a vegetarian platter.
2: Yeah, the ocean's really known for its ability to sustain agriculture. It's really.
1: <laughs> you know what? This particular mermaid is a vegetarian. It's <laughs> Like okay. I clocked the vibes. Yeah. Um, but on the real, they probably would. Uh, I mean, I feel like most mermaids probably aren't. This one is, but also like they probably wouldn't have a whole lot of experience eating land meat anyway. So it might upset their tummy even if they weren't a right. vegetarian you don't uh-huh. know but you know you played on the safe side it paid off they seem to be enjoying the food it's like all it's right like- so tell me what's going on here i uh you know it's not everyone who gets lilith to call in a favor
2: well yeah my relationship with lilith's a bit weird because uh i heard my wife used to date but uh yeah, anyway, we're basically on this, like, really long, convoluted quest to save the world, and, like, this is, like, sort of the last part of it. Like, it's all kind of culminating for us. Maggie's right, like, right. Drinking, Wait, uh,
1: dogs. who is your wife?
2: Um, Mortalia. Mortalia Vale.
1: Oh, no shit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's dead now, but, uh.
1: Oh, sorry to hear it. She was great.
2: Yeah, she was, she was great. But, uh, yeah, so that was also a big part of this. Like, I was also searching for her for a long time because, like, we didn't – she more, like, disappeared than really died. Magnus is getting really drunk during this conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess it's just going to feel a little bit with this her person. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, uh, we did all that in old fair and came back, and now we're uh, sort of picking up uh, where he left off six months ago. And then we got in contact with you, so –
1: Oh, some heavy shit.
2: Yeah, so, uh, what's, what's your story? How'd you get indebted to Lilith?
1: Oh, she, uh, put me out of a bind a while back. Got, uh, it's embarrassing. I got kidnapped. Really embarrassing. Uh,
2: oh, no, don't be embarrassed. I've been kidnapped loads of times.
1: Yeah, but uh, sometimes no. twice in the kidnapped same day. Arrested, <laughs> <laughs> kidnapped <laughs> by, by the police state. for the <laughs> <law>. <laughs> no, 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 no. But she's uh she's great. I actually met her through Mortalia, uh, but uh, yeah, no. Oh, she, so yeah. you knew her
2: then, like personally?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, we knew each other.
2: Mm. Must have been before her and I uh, got hitched.
1: Oh, no, definitely before that, I'd hope. (coughs) Oh, no, shit. You had a thing with Mortalia, too? (coughs) Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, no, it was uh, was ages ago. Yeah.
2: Hell yeah, brother. Magnus is going to, like, do the high five. He look.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They look so conflicted about this high five. They awkwardly (laughs) reciprocate. I banged your dead wife. (laughs)
2: <laughs> no, yeah, Mortalia had a lot of famous boyfriends and girlfriends throughout the years. I was really surprised when she settled down with me, actually. But uh, Yeah,
1: no, it's uh, interesting, but, you know, she's always the person who knew exactly what she wanted.
2: <laughs> yeah, that she did. Well, but she was a great person. It's fun meeting somebody that knew her when, you know, far before I... Did. There's a lot of history there that I unfortunately uh, missed out on.
1: Yeah, well, you were, uh, you were both pretty young. It was puppy love. <laughs> Nothing serious.
2: Well, and now fate brings us back around together. How fun is that?
1: Uh, fate has a sense of humor about these things, I guess.
2: Mm-hmm. Cackling all the way to the bank, that one.
1: Yeah, how did she end up passing, if you don't mind my asking?
2: Mm. Details are a bit fuzzy. Basically, she had uh, cooked up a plan in secret, from what I can gather, to cast a quite large and intense ritual spell to suppress the corruption that had been leaking from the sea that was being used by the Browd to colonize the land. I'm sure you've seen the corruption in the oceans as well.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, it's more on the eastern side of the continent, so it hasn't gotten to where most of us live, but, uh, we've noticed.
2: Well, anyway, she, um uh, cast some sort of very powerful spell to quell the corruption, so to speak but from what I gather, what she did was sort of put a band-aid on the problem and not really solve the underlying source of that corruption. But whatever she did in that spell killed her, transcended her. I don't really know exactly which way to characterize it, but she is beyond me. And beyond the veil, so to speak.
1: Uh, Sorry to hear that.
2: It's been a few years. It still stings. I'll never truly be over it, but... At least for now, i found a way to move on a bit. Start... uh, Living more of my life, which she would have wanted. So... Not saying it's a good thing, but it is what it is. And she wouldn't want me to stand around and cry about it. Ah.
1: Then another drink.
2: To Mortalia.
1: To Mortalia. Do you all drink for a while? Uh, At some point, when they're very drunk, they say. Uh well, I, uh. There's nothing else I probably better get going.
2: Yeah, are you, uh. You sober enough to swim out of here?
1: Yeah, I'll figure it out one way or another.
2: Okay, you don't need, like, uh. Like a designated swimmer or anything like that.
1: <laughs> no, no, I have, uh. Um. Kind of gestures to, uh, this, like, charm on their bracelet. It'll get me home
2: nice um magnus is going to uh take like grip a piece of brick on the edge of the uh infernal spa and break it off and use elemental manipulation to form it into like a little bit of a like small enough to like fit on a charm bracelet and uh it's gonna have like the uh fanium flower uh, like carved into it and says so you can find your way back to the spa if you need to rest or relax a different time
1: i won't turn that down and uh takes it and um fastens it to their their bracelet and you can also see there are several other charms around here too says well it's a pleasure to meet you all i'll see you promptly on tuesday
2: tuesday see you there
1: um and then dives down and disappears into the water
2: I need to work on a better security system for this tower if I keep giving invites out.
1: <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, bedtime.
2: Magnus has been in a hot time. tub drinking for several hours. It's just <laughs> so unsteady yeah. on his
1: feet. Uh uh. I'm sure you can one of the infernal demon attendant sort of thing, or you have you can have uh, i am sure there's like a tower protocol for drunk magnus or drunk anyone <laughs> um um
2: i think the i think it the tower more so just like helps guide you towards the right place that you need to go without even if you make a
1: wrong turn down the hallway it still takes you to where you want to (laughs) go yeah (laughs) if you start to stumble it actually just adjusts the leveling of the hallway so you can be (laughs) so it catches you upright
2: yeah (laughs) you're next to the stairs where are the railings always 10 feet tall i don't remember them being this um yeah, yeah, Magnus uh, stumbles back to his room. He, now that he's an old man, the hangovers are going are, are atrocious. Magnus yeah. is going to need some of Arcos's healing in the morning for sure. <laughs> but that's how you make connections. You, you know, when you when you recruit somebody for a job, you know, you gotta you gotta form the bond.
1: Can you so. tell Rob's uh, works in law? <laughs> like, uh, we gotta make connections. Let's all get drunk as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you all uh, retreat to your rooms. The the kiddos hang out in the spa for a while after y'all leave. They're young. They can keep drinking. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Magnus realizes he's like leaving the spa, and it's like Julian and Craig and Julian's girlfriend. And it's just like, Aww. yeah, it's good that I leave. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, but you all uh, head out. Is there anything specific you want to do over the next two days um for me i think at some point winnie wants to get by herself somewhere on the tower outside Mm -hmm. and just kind of meditate and have an open mind you know thinking about how olfair told her like the forces are trying to talk to you and you're not listening so she wants to sit and listen for a bit yeah and see if anything comes out of that uh, did you say you want to be like on the outside of the tower or outside of the tower like it can be in like on a balcony on the tower yeah. just somewhere where she's not going to be bothered um you i think you uh start going toward a balcony and then the tower itself uh you can tell it's sort of leading you upward mm-hmm. and you find yourself up in the observatory, which, uh, since I've last described it, uh, Benedict has <coughs> cleaned. There are fresh cut flowers everywhere. Uh, you don't see a ghost. <laughs> mm hmm. Um, but you see that there is a sort of like a ladder up to a a perch that mm-hmm. you can access. Uh, it basically allows you when the um, observatory windows are open to like access the outside of that for maintenance and repairs. Mm-hmm. And so you're able to climb, and you, being who you are, are able to pretty deftly maneuver your way outside. So you are at the top of the observatory outside mm-hmm. of the tower your legs hanging op- over the uh the opening where the telescope points out and in this direction you are looking at beyond the eastern sea you see the mountains extend for a while relatively speaking this is still toward the western end of the mountain range it's not just on the edge but it's like pretty mm-hmm. close Um, The mountains extend for a few miles, and then the storm clouds of the distant ocean on the horizon is dark and quiet. There are a few clouds, but for the most part, the sky is open. The moons are close enough to the western horizon that you get an unimpeded view of the heavens. Um, yeah, she's just gonna sit there, um, take some deep breaths, you know, meditating, um, eyes closed, and eventually just kind of says to no one or to everyone, I'm here. I'm listening. And... Feel the wind blow, the low whistle. And at first it reminds you of that conversation you had with Avi about envy. Greeting you, the other side, and then it subsides and the whistle continues. You're taking these slow, deep breaths your eyes looking outward and unfocused, just taking in the light around you. And you become very aware of your heartbeat. And you're thinking back to that time around the campfire and the embrace you have Around Avi. And these thoughts are your own and they're of your own memories. But it feels as though there's something pulling them out of you in a way, or pulling them to the forefront of your mind. Some like you're not looking at anything, yet something in this nothingness you feel, or you, in this nothingness you're experiencing, um, reminds you of that. And that letter that you sent to Circle Silve, which, uh, you know, this idea of wanting Avi to follow in your footsteps, And then also wanting Avi to go far beyond where your footsteps could take him, giving him a connection to his other mother's side of the family and to Ofer. And it's this desire when you love something or someone so much that you set everything out for them at some point have to let go and then you're reminded again of that love that you feel for in me that even when she's gone that you feel every day and that in a part of yourself just being able to move on and live in a world without her you had to let her go and that grief or whether it's the idea of a life that you wanted to have but can't have or a version of a person who no longer exists for one reason or another and think about how big Avi has gotten every single time you see him and he's your baby boy but he's also someone else and you have to get to know him and there's that constant feeling of understanding that you have to release things and you even think to Argos in a way giving up the the title of priest and what that means so he can really understand where his faith is coming up from and you think of Magnus and his desire to understand what's going on with mortalia and you think of mortalia herself from everything you've heard what does it mean to transcend in the way that she has transcended and over and over again there's this feeling that in order to grow you have to leave behind parts of yourself in order to get anywhere nothing else you're leaving behind footprints and in that you immediately feel the opposite. You feel how terrifying it is to let any part of yourself or your life be unknown and the pain of that loss. And there's a part of you that wonders if you hadn't let Envy go off by herself or if you hadn't let people make those choices and you worry about what's going to happen if you let Avi become a part of Old Fair and grow into these traditions that you didn't want for him. Or if he does grow up within Circle Silve and gets hurt, or perhaps if, you know, this connection that Arcos has severed with his god, even if in a formal sense, you're all getting weaker and it's because you're letting these things go, that maybe if you can just hold on to everything tight, you can keep it here where it's safe. And it doesn't matter if it doesn't grow. It doesn't matter if it doesn't change because at the end of the day, it'll be here and it'll be with you. And as you kind of develop into that part, you recognize those as if I'm being, if I can assume, not the way Winnie feels about this, evidenced Mm. by your behavior, but that, that love twisted into something else, you are experiencing it in this moment as if it is from you. You're in the same way you are experiencing those other emotions through the lens of your own life and your own memories. Here, you're experiencing this other feeling through that same lens. And something is holding on so tight that it may be whatever it is in whatever sense it is. It's hurting itself. And it's hurting whatever, whoever, however it loves. If love is even the emotion it's feeling, or if that's just how you're interpreting the circumstance. Okay. <clears throat> a lot to chew on there. Um, I think as all of these emotions are swirling through Winnie's head, probably tears streaming down her face just at the thought of a lot of these things. Um, and if, if that's the end of the experience, I think she um, just opens her eyes back up and takes in the view again and nods and knows that she needs to analyze everything that she has just experienced over some time. And you do that and as you sit for however long you do You get to a state of equilibrium and normalcy and you begin to head down. And as you move for a second, you feel a catch in your heart as if something is grabbed around it and holding it in place just for a moment. And on the other side of this spectrum, where first you are feeling that desire to hold and be held, you are feeling that stifling and that panic of not being able to move or grow in the way you want. And for a brief moment, you are worried that you've tapped into something and that whatever it is, is going to keep you physically here. But as soon, and I'm talking like a fraction of a second, like when you think you're about to hit another step and you come down on the ground to realize Mm -hmm. that you were already on a flat earth, Mm -hmm. it, it abates and the panic subsides as instantaneously. As it came upon you. Interesting. And you can Um, go back to your room. Yeah, I do that. You do that. You check on Avi. You sound asleep, cuddling with Truffy. There's so much dirt in the bed. (laughs) 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 I kind of, I kind of whoosh it away. Unless it makes him comfortable it's like does truffy need the dirt in the bed truffy likes the dirt in the bed truffy's okay. it's it's less like truffy's not gonna die if you move the dirt but you also get the vibes that this is like we're on vacation there are no rules right okay i keep, I keep it there then yeah um and you all head to sleep and i think that's where we'll end for this week